Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for life. You'll be you saw what sin can do. And it does that. It destroys and it steals. It takes away from you what should have been. Don't you think these boundaries now that they had to live in would serve as a constant reminder to the people of Israel? It would be a constant reminder in their ear that says, do not mess around with sin. Don't play with sin. Oh, that's 400 years ago. Come on. That was a long time ago. I got a scar on my hand from a pocket knife accident when I was a kid. That was a long time ago, but still there. Still a reminder, be careful. Be careful. 1 Corinthians 5 and 6 says, Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Just a little bit messes everybody. You know, when you make bread, if you get just a little bit of yeast in the dough, it eats its way through the whole lump. It's like a little little Pac-Man's. They chew their way through the dough. They, you can't, once it's in there, it's in there. And it's all in there. If you want dough without yeast, you got to throw it out and start with a whole new batch. Don't let it get in there. Body of Christ, you got a sin issue, repent and get right with your Lord. And don't bring it in here. I know none of y'all don't need my trouble. Y'all don't want more problems off of me. <laughs> through the week, God deals with me harshly. Repent, Ray, repent, Ray, repent, Ray, repent, Ray. And I have to get right before my Lord, because if I don't, I come in here and it's going to get on you. And I don't want yours on me either. (laughs) I want to get the righteousness of Christ on you. I want to splatter it all over the place. And I want the giftings God gave you to get on to me. That's what I want. But not this leaven. Once you let sin get in, it eats its way through the whole thing. It eats its way. Yeast eats its way through the whole lump of dough. Sin eats its way through a whole group of people. And you saw what it did to Reuben. I can't stress how important it is to get right with Jesus. Ask his forgiveness and continually be repentant of sin. And I don't know if y'all know how hard it is for me to stand up here and say this. Because I know what I've done. I know what I've done. And for me to get up here and tell y'all to repent, I only get to say it because it's in the Bible. It is hard to say. But let's do it together. We'll encourage each other in it. Otherwise, sin will eat its way through not only your life, but it'll eat its way through everyone else around you. Reuben's sin caused the whole tribe of Reuben loss. Caused them all loss. Well, it's my life, Ray. I can do what I want to. It's just me. I'm I'm just hurt. It's just me. Uh Uh-uh. It affects everybody. Everybody, whether you want it to or not. It affected Reuben's tribe with trouble. In fact, later in history, we're going to see that the king of Assyria, he wanted to come in and take the land where the Israelites were. 
And so the tribe of Reuben, as you remember the map, being on the east side of the Jordan, they were much more exposed to enemy attack. The western tribes weren't exposed like that because on the west side, you've got the Mediterranean Sea. The sea's protecting them. But everybody on the east, they got the enemy right outside the back door. They're much more vulnerable. So later on, we're going to see that these tribes east of the Jordan were more exposed to enemy attack to the king of Assyria. It says in 1 Chronicles 5 and 26, it says that king, he carried the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh into captivity. That's another thing sin does. It positions you to be the first to go down when the enemy comes. It puts you in a position to get struck first, and you'll go down first. Those in the middle are protected. Don't just come to church. Embrace it. Get in the middle. Don't play around out on the edges. Sin doesn't only damage, it positions you for a great, great downfall. And Reuben demonstrated that he had no respect for boundaries, didn't he? Had no respect for the boundaries, specifically when he invaded the boundaries of his father's bed and violated that woman. He didn't respect her boundaries. He didn't respect dad's boundaries. And so Reuben's tribe ended up being violated itself by another nation that didn't respect their boundaries of the Reubenites. You ever heard that phrase, what you sow, you'll reap? That's another reason to repent. Because what you put out is going to come get you, and it's going to be worse. Be careful about giving in to sin. You know, when God establishes to you what is yours and what is not yours, like right now, he's saying, allocate these areas to the different tribes. This tribe gets this, that tribe gets that. And it talked about all the boundaries of the areas and from this king, this river to that and all that. When God tells you what's yours and what's not yours, do not let lust for more cause you to try to invade into areas where it is not your right to go. Coveting, greed, lust will cause you to do that. Uh, uh, Adultery, uh, things of that nature, things that you ought not to be doing will cause you to invade in places God told you you are not to go in there. We should be more like Joseph. We We should stop desiring to be richer while there's so much need in the world because we should be like Joseph. He saw to the needs of others. He saw to his family and provided for them during that famine. Those are the kind of people like Joseph, the ones that will see to others. Those are the kind of people who will get the big inheritance in heaven. The giving will get it. The inheritance, not the greedy. The ones that want more than what's theirs, they're not going to get inheritance like they should. Look what happened to Reuben. Joseph got the double portion. It skipped Reuben because Reuben wanted what was not his. And Joseph gave away to give to others to help them. You have a taker and a giver. Look what ended up to both of them. That's how it works in the body of Christ. That's how it works in the kingdom. Back in the book of Numbers, when the tribes of Reuben and Gad saw the land east of the Jordan River, they hadn't even come in yet. They saw everything east of the Jordan. They saw that the land was suitable for livestock, and so they wanted it. They're coming to the Jordan. Okay, we're going to cross over the Jordan. We're going in. We're going to conquer. And they go, oh, no, we like this over here. Well, my thought would be, well, why don't you come in and see what's in here? For- no, 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 no. We're, we're, this is good. Wait a minute. Why don't you go check it out? <laughs> go look. 
They didn't even come in. At first, Moses was against them for this attitude, if you recall, because he thought they weren't going to join forces with the rest of Israel to go take over the rest of the land. He goes, you've got to come in with the rest of Israel, draw swords, and come and fight until all the land's taken over, and then you can go back. And they said, yeah, we'll do that. And Moses goes, okay, I'm fine with that then. At first, he didn't want to let them have it. But at the time, they hadn't even seen what was west yet. It's like, oh, we're good with this. We'll take it. How can you be so sure that this east side of the river is the area you want when you haven't seen the other side? I just throw myself in the story and try to imagine. Guys, we're in Israel. We're here. That's good. That's good. I'll I'll take this. Looks pretty good to me. But but we're going to... Looks pretty good to me. I'd be saying, don't you at least want to go look? I don't think they really wanted what God had planned for them. You know, when you think about it, they really didn't want what God had available. Remember, it was God's intended plan, according to Reuben, uh, to, the, to Deuteronomy. It was God's plan for the Reubenites to get the double portion, but they settled for less. They settled for less. They grabbed the first thing that looked good to them, and it was based on the I want it and I want it right now concept. You ever see that go on out there today? I want it, I want it now. Hold out for something better. Like I said, you don't look for no inheritance down here. Oh, I I like that car. Oh, 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 I wish I had that big house on that hill up there. Hey, my mansion in heaven is going to be better than the best mansion you've ever seen in your life. I'm holding out for better. I'm not settling for less down here. That's the attitude that Reuben had when he defiled his father's bed, wasn't it? I want it, and I want it right now. It's not right for you to take that right now. I want it. And so here, all these hundreds of years later, the Reubenites still have that same mentality. I want it, and I want it right now. Do you see how Reuben's Reuben's sin has leavened into countless other people and messed them up? The eastern tribes were not operating fully under God's will, and it placed them into a dangerous and vulnerable, vulnerable position to enemy attack. Now, something I do want to point out, even though these three eastern tribes helped the rest of Israel go in and conquer the full possession of the promised land, even though these eastern tribes saw the rest of the land, they made it clear they didn't want to live in it. They got in there and they helped conquer in there. They still didn't want to stay in there. They saw it and they didn't want to be in it. You know, there's tons of people today that know God's plan. You talk to him about Jesus. Yeah, he died on the cross. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, Jesus died for me. I know it. They know it. They've seen it written. They don't want to live in it. You know it. And you, if you realize what you get in Jesus, the inheritance you get, you ought to want to live in it. And not just, eh, this is good enough for me down here. I believe that the Reubenites and these guys east put themselves in a dangerous place. To know the plan of God and to know the full promises and blessings that God has to offer you, but you'd rather live way out on the fringes rather than make a full commitment to be in the center of kingdom life. I want to be in the center, in the middle of kingdom life, to do everything I possibly can for Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God needs committed people, deeply committed people. Not sideliners. You know, you're watching a football game, and you got all those people on the sidelines. They're there, but they're not in the game. 
Maybe they're helping a little bit, but they're not moving the ball. I want to move the ball. (laughs) I want to make touchdowns. Get in the game. Don't just show up for the tailgate party. Now, one thing I want to say is that once God makes a promise to you, it is a sealed deal. It is a promise of God. People always say there's nothing God can't do. I'll tell you something God can't do. God cannot break a promise. God can't lie. That's two things. There's things God can't do because if he did them, he wouldn't be God. When he gives you a promise, he seals it. When he says, I promise to do this, I will do it. When it says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved, you will be saved. So these East Jordan Israelites, I want to make it clear that they are still in God's covenant because God made a promise with Israel that he will keep. They are in the covenant. Now, if you look in Revelation 7 to prove this, in the end times, you'll see a list of 144,000 sealed Jews, which are 12,000 from each tribe, and the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh are in that list in the end times. They are still there. They are still covenant people. didn't change the covenant. It just changed their position of what the enemy could do to them. I've seen a lot of Christians that are saved, but they make these bad choices. They sin, and it positions them for a downfall. doesn't change the covenant, but you really got to be repentant and genuinely a believer to be in it. But it doesn't change the covenant. So once God makes a promise, he keeps it, and thank God for that, because if salvation was not a sealed promise, we'd all lose it. We're not sinners because we sin. We are sinners because we are made of sin. It's a sin nature is, is what it's called. Salvation has to be a seal or you could never be saved. This is not permission to go, oh, thank you, Jesus, and go sin away. It's not a sin license, but it is a fact that when God makes a promise, he keeps it. But although these East Jordan Israelites experienced some blessing, and that they got an inheritance, they did, they got an inheritance, it wasn't the fullness of what it could have been. It wasn't the best it could be. Don't you want the best it can be for you? The best that God has to offer you, don't squander it going off playing around. God offers you a lot. The enemy came to attack. They were the first ones to fall. Later down the line, these three eastern tribes, they didn't have any major players in in Israel's history. They didn't have any major prophets. They didn't make any contributions, any major, major contributions to Israel's history. It's like they were there, but it wasn't anything real significant. Yeah, you're there, but it's not. You're not really in, contributing, helping. This is something for the body of Christ. I don't want to just be here. I want to contribute. Well, you're the pastor, Ray. Of course, you're, well, wait a minute. There was a time I wasn't. And I had to leave what I used to do to come do what I could do. And God goes, I can use you. And we planted this church. Here I am. But you know what? Any one of us could be like this. Not just hanging out on the side. You know, when I stand before the Lord... I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant, because that's a reward for somebody who jumped in and embraced the body of Christ and really contributed. I don't want to hear, uh, what did you do again? I don't want to hear that. I want to do the best I can. I want to get to the full potential of what God offers me. Don't you? If you do, here's where it's at. good place to be right now, y'all. When we choose to live way out on the fringes of the will of God, even if you're saved, you will become a weak contender. 
Everything will be such a struggle when you're supposed to be experiencing the joy of Jesus that He won for you on the cross. Tailgater Christians living out on the fringes will start to lose their identity of who they're supposed to be in Jesus Christ. And that can start major problems. Big problems. Later on in Joshua chapter 22, we're going to see that these western tribes, they almost go to war with the eastern tribes because of division. But they almost went to war over it. These guys in the east, they were still covenant people, but their willful separation caused them to develop somewhat of a different lifestyle than the Israelites who lived on the west. The Israelites who lived west of Jordan, the Jordan River, they lived deep, deep in the promised land. They got in the middle where they had protection. That's where I want to be in the body of Christ. Deep in the middle, protected all the way around. I want to make it hard for the enemy to find me if he's coming after me. (laughs) I want to get around all of y'all is what I'm saying. I want to get around all of you. And I want you to get around me. We will protect and encourage each other in the body of Christ. Today there are those who are deeply involved and fully committed with their identity in Jesus because they want to experience the full purpose that God has for them. But there are also those who look nothing like those who are deeply committed because they just don't see the necessity of walking in holiness or repentance for that matter. They just don't care. My life's mine. Whatever. You're going to find out what's important when that enemy comes and knocks you down. And when he knocks you down and you're laying there wondering what happened, oh God, why did you do this to me? God, why did you let this happen to me? He's going to say, because you would not get where I told you to be. Get in there. Get in deep and stay there. And quit playing around on the outside. Don't play with the world where the enemy's at. Get into holiness. These people on the fringes are always the first one to fall when the enemy attacks. And that is the legacy of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh. 2 Kings 10 and 32, it says, In those days, the Lord began to cut off parts of Israel, and Hazael conquered them in all the territory of Israel from the Jordan eastward, all the land of Gilead, Gad, Reuben, and Manasseh. Again, guys, it's not a good place to be. Get in deep and embrace the body of Christ. Jump into kingdom service. Don't hang out on the edges. For some reason or another, the other night, I got to studying about mountain lions. You know, when you're just cruising around the net and you end up and looking at whatever, there's something about mountain lions. Okay, cool. And I was checking it out, and I learned about how mountain lions hunt. When they hunt, they go for the weaker prey, especially the ones that get away from the herd. They get away from the group of animals. Maybe this animal is lagging behind out of the herd because it's weaker, it has an injury, it's older, whatever. It's not in the center That's the ones they go for, and those are the ones that go down. The enemy does not play fair. The enemy is cruel. Get deep in the body of Christ. Deep in the body of Christ. Don't turn church into a shopping experience of, well, let me see if this church has all the options I'm looking for. Hmm, hmm, No, let me go try another one. Hey, this is the body of Christ. Whether we're in a giant building or a gym, if God says, I want you in that church, you go to that church. If God tells you to be in this one, welcome. If God tells you to go to another one, I don't want to stand against God's will. You do what you got to do. You're not going to hurt my feelings. But I want people who are committed in the body of Christ because I want you protected. I don't want to see any of you fall. 
Your first want should be fellowship in the center of the assembly of believers because the enemy does not play fair. There's a lot of ways that you can plug into this congregation at Calvary Chapel Pearland. Lots of ways. We have a lot more things we do than just meet here on Sundays. Come pray with us on Tuesday. We pray every Tuesday. Come pray with us on Tuesday. We pray once a month at Planned Parenthood in Houston against abortion. We're not just saying, oh, we disagree with it. We're against it. We're praying it down, and we're going to. They've been closing all the satellite campuses everywhere. The one in League City, gone. Several others around the state, they're shutting them all down, and they're having to reroute everybody. We stopped by the one at League City to look at it. They had a note on the door. It says, please go to the big one in Houston. That's the one we pray at. We're taking the little ones down. And we're going to get the big one down too. We have things we could we do here. If you have good music skills, we could use your gifts in the, the praise band. Did you know Christians can have fun? There's fun in the Bible. We read about it. We tried it and it works. So come play with us a little bit. Jump into the fellowship. Whatever you do, get in. Get involved. Come and ask me. Ray, how can I contribute? What have you got? Well, I don't know. Well, let's sit down and figure something out. We'll find something. Because it's godly to give you something you can do. But don't dwell on the fringes. Don't get out there on the edge. You'll set yourself up for a downfall, and it won't just affect you. It'll affect everybody around you. This is what we can learn today from the eastern tribes of Reuben, Gad, and Manasseh. And so right now I want to close in prayer. I ask you to review your life. Ask God to show you. Lord, am I playing around on the edges a little too much? Lord, am I in a place I'm not supposed to be? Lord, what can I be doing better? Lord, is there some time I could sacrifice and give something up to turn more devotion to you? What is it, God? Ask the Lord to show you. I don't know your life schedule. I don't know everything. This is between you and God. And if he shows you something, follow up on it. Do it. Maybe today God is moving you out of fringes and putting you deep in the center because something big is coming. And if you don't reposition to where God wants to place you, it's going to run you clean over. And we don't want to see that. God has dealt with me on the same thing. The pastor's not immune to this. I'm very accountable to the same thing I'm saying. Father God, forgive us. Forgive us for what we have done. Forgive us for we have sinned against you. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for us. Lord, I accept your gift of eternal life. Jesus, you're my Lord. I ask you to forgive me of what I've done. Change me and help turn me. I repent. I'm gonna, I need to stop what I've been doing. I'm done. I see the damage it does, and I know it hurts others. Now reposition me, Lord. Show me where to go. Show me what I can do instead of what I've been doing. Thank you, Lord. I don't want to be a cause of leaven. I want to be a cause, a picture of the righteousness of Christ. I give you my life. Put me in the place I need to be and teach me to accept it. And I thank you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. You are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you. Aren't you thankful for that? It's good news, isn't it? Thank you for listening to Set for Life. 
We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.